May all beings be happy. May all beings be healthy. May all beings be free from harm. May all beings love life. May all beings awaken. Welcome to another Kuk Audio Podcast. I'm D.C. Poopa of Kuk Audio and Kuk Archives. Preserving the legacy of Shinju Suzuki and those whose paths cross his. And anything else that comes to mind, I pray that you and yours are safe and comfortable, free from economic hardship, and able to get out and do whatever it is you want within the limitations of the universal precept of do as little harm as possible. So uh, today we've got a guest, uh, Chris Fortin. And uh, Chris is the founder of Dharma Heart Zen, uh, which you can find online at dharmaheartzen.com. And uh, let me go there. All right, it says Zen Practice with Hoka, Chris Fortin. Dharma Heart Zen Sangha meets Tuesday evenings, 5 to 6.30 Pacific Time, and Thursday mornings, 10 to 11.30 a.m. Pacific Time, in hybrid format, in person, and on Zoom. So, you can figure out how to join them by going to dharmaheartzen.com. Living with Clarity and Compassion. And um, another thing that uh, Chris is going to talk about is the uh, Veterans Path Dot org, and there's a website for that, veteranspath.org, and she and Lee Klinger uh, founded that. Pretty impressive. Yeah, we should uh, get uh, Lee Klinger here talking about that and uh, other things. Um, yeah, the Veterans Path uh, has um, really become something. It's uh, right here. I'm on the website. It says, Veterans Supporting Veterans on the Journey Forward. So uh, they've done a lot of mindfulness work. Uh, and uh, anyway, it's, it's been very, very impressive. And uh, Chris is sort of, um, uh, you know, she doesn't hype things. Uh, she tends to understate it all. Uh, but... Uh, Anyway, she's uh, a great addition to the human race. <laughs> so, um, look, um, after we've had our pause to meditate, let's give her a call and hear what she has to say about all this and whatever jabbering uh, we get into. So when you hear the bell, if you're of such a mind, hit pause and meditate or whatever for as long as you wish, and when you're ready to come back, hit unpause, and we'll be here to hit the bell to end the meditation or whatever, and we'll give Chris Fortin a call.
Hi, David. Hi. How you doing, Chris? Good. A call from Indonesia. This is pretty exciting. <laughs> yeah, no <laughs> kidding. <laughs> yeah, a call to uh, Occidental. That's very exciting. Uh, That's very exciting. Next to the Sawyers, you probably call in here a fair amount, but some, huh? Yeah, some. Um, you've got a, you're Occidental. I mean, you're, what, 10-minute walk from downtown, but you still have a Sebastopol uh, post yeah. office? Yeah, yeah. I, I think Occidental, uh, yeah, I think Occidental just, you really have to be kind of in town to get get that. Huh. So, yeah, we're we're maybe 20 minutes from Sebastopol, but that's what they call us. Yeah, yeah. I've always noticed that. Well, so Chris, uh, what's up with you? <laughs> nice, nice to hear. It's it's always amazing to me how much voices are kind of embedded in our bodies and our psyches. It's like, oh my God, it's David Chadwick. <laughs> it's like I know your voice. It's yeah, 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 yeah. What's happening with me? Yeah. Um, uh, I uh, you you want Dharma? You want life? You want the whole the whole? Yeah, I have I have no distinctions. I don't think about that. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, live in Occidental. Bruce and I have been here, land partners with the Sawyers for a long, long time. Let's see. When did you guys get that? You bought it together. And it worked. You know, that's a little dangerous. Uh, you know, it's, life, is da life is dangerous. And, yeah. of course, it's like, it's like any long-term relationship. And land is, you know, it's like a kid. Yeah. Because we have lots of feelings about it. But we've worked it out. And I'd say, all in all, it's been kind of remarkable. And we never could have had this life that we've had if we hadn't been here together. So, yeah. and we, and we set it up really clearly in the beginning with, you know, cause Bruce is a lawyer and we, we were naive, but not dumb. So we, we do have a, agreements and, and never really have referred to them, but they're there if we ever had to. Yeah. So, so, so we pretty much have, I mean, we do have our very separate lives and a uh, nice life and, uh, what's up, Evan? Evan, our son is fo just forty, and he's getting married in March, which is a very big deal uh, to a person that we like a lot, Allie. Mm -hmm. And my my life is: I was a psychotherapist for many years, uh, private practice, trauma mm -hmm. psychotherapy, and spirituality, and. And loved all that, but actually, it was just an excuse to kind of figure out how to be with people and have some compassion for myself and everybody else, and maybe cultivate a little wisdom. And in the end, I started a meditation group, and then started uh, affiliated with Norman Fisher and Every Day's End because I realized I needed some help and support, and did that for a long time. And I continue to have. I'm a senior teacher at Every Day's End, but more and more my life is Dharma Heart's End, which is a local sangha. Every Day's End, that's Norman Fisher's group. Yeah. And 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 what did you say after that? Uh, 
Uh, so I'm a se- I'm a senior teacher there, but my life is more and more full. As I, I mean, I I I'm blessed with being able to do lots of Dharma things. That no, I you love. gave a name I'm, of another group. Uh, your oh, group. Dharma Heart Zen. Dharma, Dharma Heart, Heart Zen. Zen. Yeah. Yeah, and that's your group. That's the group that I founded and lead. Yeah. Yeah. It me it meets now. I mean, it did, and then it didn't. I mean, it met online, and online we grew a lot during the pandemic, and we're coming back, and we're meeting in person in Sebastopol, but we also have an extended sangha with people in New Mexico and Colorado, and and uh, some sometimes Canada, and you anyway, know, it's a it's a sweet little group. Mm, mm. Yeah, a lot of people who went online. Uh, Zoom uh, almost entirely uh, uh, during the pandemic, they either continue it exclusively or continue it somewhat because they um, got they got people that can't come and be with them in yep. person that easily. Yep. So yeah. so we're. Where I'm lucky that there's a couple people in the Sangha who've kind of devoted themselves to trying to figure out this hybrid thing. And, and I think we're, we're at least in, in my imaginings, just because I start from absolute zero, we're, we're doing okay. I, I mean, we, we, cause I really feel committed to, we need to meet in person. That's really important. And we also really have treasured members of the Sangha that are all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. Uh wow, that's great. That's great. Yeah, uh, it is. Yeah. Well, how did you get into all this? How did I get into all of this? Uh, I mean, what's uh, your earliest memory of? Uh, well, first, let me ask you, where were you born? Okay, I I was born in Ohio. I, I was actually just writing a lecture uh, that I'm going to give at, at Green Gulch in the Zendo for Everyday Zen on Saturday. And for whatever reason, I was reviewing this. I can't remember. Anyway, I was I was born in Ohio. Um, and uh, outside of, well, I was born in Columbus outside of, and, and then grew up mostly outside of Cleveland. Um, it was uh, one of the things that I've done in more recent times is with Lee Lesser, the whole, I'm going to go around in circles, but it, my father was a combat vet, World War II, I mean, oh. active, active traumatized combat vet. Of course, we didn't know that back then. Um, but part of the outflow of what I've ended up doing, although I'm not doing it now because it's a nonprofit and has its, it's gone off and become its own person, Um but uh, I worked, uh, founded something called, um, uh, used to be, uh, it's called uh, Veteran, oh, Veterans Path. And Veterans Path is for returning veterans of Iraq, uh, Afghanistan, that, that whole era because of the horribleness of the war. And uh, I realized how much of that came out of my early suffering of growing up around I think the whole neighborhood was a bunch of traumatized veterans. Mm. My mom had her, her own tra- trauma that, of course, nobody know. Anyway, I ended up uh, being a psychotherapist and specializing in trauma. What a surprise, because I grew up in it, although it looked like a nice suburban life. 
And uh, so my first my this, my first road trip on my own with my sister and my best friend I remember going into the Vermont country store and I re- I remember it uh as there were is like stilled time and there were dust motes in the air and I remember the light and I remember seeing Ed Brown's bread book mm. and I picked it up and I thought this person and whatever this person does knows how to live. And because I was sort of at the end of my wits in terms of looking around and thinking nobody anywhere that I saw had any idea how to live, I pretty much closed up my life and uh, drove to San Francisco Zen Center. What year? 1976. That's neat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's always interesting to me. Uh, when somebody says they came because of uh, a book, that book, uh, Alan Watts a lot, uh, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. Uh, Zen Mind, Beginner's Mind, um, mm-hmm. Whole Earth Catalog uh, mm-hmm. um, had a, the original had a, uh, like maybe a, 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 a the, I'm not sure, something from Tassara, like the meal chant, or something. I remember yeah. somebody came because they saw that, uh, and and different things like that. I'd like to collect those. <laughs> uh, yeah. But but you're not the first. You're not the first who came because of Ed Brown's Tazara cookbook. It, well, and I've I've thanked him, and I feel grateful, and I've really come to realize over the years because. I think a lot of people, I mean, it sounds like people come for those, for the kinds of reasons I, I did and that kind of access, but a lot of people came because of Buddhism and came because of Buddhist statues and philosophies. And, and that just was not my Ohio reality at all. Mm-hmm. I just, and, and I continue to feel like my life is just like, so how do we be here and how do we live and how do we do this? And mm. yeah. Mm. Now that's that's interesting. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what what was your uh, family's uh, religious uh, orientation? My family's religious orientation was they were both raised in Christian traditions. Uh, we were sent to church, and my parents stayed home. And I remember what church? I uh, started Presbyterian and then Episcopalian. Mm-hmm. But but mostly I was profoundly rebellious and and uh, cynical and uh, yeah I I, re- I the, the religious moments that I remember deeply touching me still from my childhood were the more visceral ones the ones that you know like there were candles in church or like ashes on my forehead and all the, all the rest of it just seemed like a scam to me. Sorry, but it did. Sorry. Don't say that. Well, I, I just, uh, I, sometimes when I say things like that, there's people sitting with me who, who, uh, I want to be respectful. I mean, different people have really different experiences of their religious upbringing and and mine was not positive. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but you're not sorry. Maybe apolo- yeah. apologies. Yeah, yeah. And what I'm not sorry for is <laughs> some, some, something, 
some something went in that I kept following, even in the midst of my rebelling against all of it. Yeah. So that's cool. So there you are at the Zen Center 76. Yep. And yep. what month did you arrive? Or about then? What season? God, I don't remember. I, I don't remember. But what I do, the other piece that I haven't brought up is that being in Ohio, one of the things that I had come to love and to find some ground in was in gardening. So Green Gulch, I really wanted to be at Green Gulch. And back, back then, you could come to Green Gulch as a guest student, which I did. And then I went back. But when I packed up my life and came, you had to come in through city center at that point, oh. which was not my happy place. I, I, my, my whole orientation was Green Gulch and the farm. And uh, how long were you there? I, I don't remember too long, but no longer than I had to be. I was I was I was so ready I to just go farm and and to make that my life and in and in, and in a certain way uh uh zazen was the price you had to pay to get into this wonderful place called <laughs> Green <Gulf. laughs> That's great. <laughs> so you went from the city center to Green Gulf. Yeah, as fast as I could. Yeah. But, but along the way, I, I worked in, they must have made me stay there for a, a pretty long, I, I lived at uh, 91, what, what, you know, the house that everybody, lots of people pass through, 91 Hate Street, is that it? Uh, anyway, but then I worked in the in the uh, grocery store on, on the corner that David Cohen uh, ran and managed. And Bruce was across the street running the Neighborhood Foundation. And I remember Bruce Fortin, your present Bruce, husband. My present and ongoing husband. Your my only husband. husband. <laughs> my, only, my only husband so thus far, and don't anticipate anything different happening at this point, is, is, is he would come into the grocery store and something began to happen. And then, oh, I wonder... We got, we didn't go to Green Gulch together, but then we went. Somehow we ended up at Green Gulch together, and he was the head of the chicken yard, and I was working in the in the garden with Wendy Johnson. And mm. you know, it was it was a good life, David. Mm. Did, you, did you get to Tassajara any? They made me go to Tassajara. <laughs> I was. I I I I feel like most of my Zen life has been going in back doors and 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 pro protesting silently because that's kind of my way. But, but yeah, they, 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 whoever they were at that time, you had to go do a stint at Tassajara. And so I went, but it was again, I wasn't one of those people who really wanted to go do this thing. I just wanted to stay at Green Gulch forever. And uh, yeah, we're going to garden there in 76. Until things fell apart. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so it must have been right. Yeah, right after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the green grocery. Yeah, yeah. And and then and then Bruce and I were at Green Gulch together. And oh, and then we were at Tassajara together because they had made me go by myself. And then he came and joined me. And then we got married. And then we went to Green Gulch to live. And then Evan, our son, was born at Green Gulch in nineteen eighty. 
No, hmm. 82. We were married in 80 and he was born in 82. And hmm. he he was born in the uh, above the kitchen at Green, at Green Gulch, that room that's been the Abbott's room. And I don't know what it is now. Above the kitchen. Uh, you mean if you walk up the stairs from just outside the kitchen, uh, yep. that room to your left immediately? Yeah, the, it used to be. I don't. I, oh, they, it's the bookstore now and the office and everything. But it used to be the library, and then to the right of that was a room that was ha- housing, and we lived in that. If you walk up the stairs, there is a room immediately to your left. There's a toilet in there. I mean, there's a bathroom in there with a tub. Uh, and there's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh? In there? Yeah. That wasn't that, the library. That, the library is the next room. Which yes, is big. it's the library, but th- but that bathroom, if I'm correct, used to be part of an apartment, and actually that bathtub was where I, I was in labor. Um, that there, there, that little room with the bathtub is the way we got Green Gulch, and it's where my son Clay, no, my son Kelly was born in no, n- in 1973. No, uh, wow. Yeah, at the top of the wow. steps, make I, a left. Uh, opposite that door, there's a little closet. Uh, we used to have a phone in there that people could use. And then the library is one step further to your left. And it had yeah, yeah, yeah. big glass doors in front. And then also straight ahead is the office. From the Coming up the stairs straight ahead, there was an office. Uh, the office, the office not now it is there. I'm, I can be pretty dyslexic about stuff like this, David. So we may be talking about different things, but I don't, I don't think, think so. It's, it's this, it's the story right above the dining room and, and the kitchen. It's that, it's that long room. And, yeah. That's the li- That's yeah. the one that has always been the library as far as I know. Yeah, well, not not anymore. It's it's all really changed. And then oh, that yeah. room then became Steve. I remember Steve Stuckey was the, it. It became the Abbott's room for a long time, and now mm. it's. I think it's part of the. I think it's part of the storage of the office and bookstore. But I I don't I don't know. You mean yeah. the room yeah. with the 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 that that opens onto the courtyard there. Onto that wooden. Not not the courtyard, but the the wooden it, the wheelwright center is just on the other side of it. Right, right. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. When Evan was born, we held him up on that window because at that window he was born during Sunday lecture. Ah, but really? Kelly was born there too. Seventy three. That's amazing. And Evan was born there in eighty two. Wow. Yeah, that's a good long time time span. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So, um, so there you are at the farm and how long did that go on? Until things, the, the, the Richard Baker, Baker Roshi crisis and things fell apart. But actually even before that, Bruce and I had been feeling like we were ready to leave and go into the world and take all this out and be normal people. But 
uh, as I remember, there was a lot of pressure to not leave, probably especially for Bruce, because he was viewed as one of the more talented ones. I was just a farmhand. Um, but but <laughs> when, things, when things fell fell apart, um, yeah, that's the way it used to be. That's 83. Um, things, so that's just a year after yeah, Evan was yeah. born. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and so we, we, uh, um, I went back to school and became a psychotherapist, but on the way to that, Bruce had sent out applications because he had a law degree and became, uh, ED of, uh, uh, hospice in Sonoma County. Oh, that's right. Yeah. 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 So, and that's when I went back to school and. What? Oh, executive director. Oh, yeah, executive director of Home Hospice at Sonoma County. Yeah. Huh. And what school did you go to? Uh, I did an extension course, uh, UCSF. It was a night course because I was a mom and I was working and we didn't have any money and Bruce was working. And, you know, we were we were making this huge transition with next to nothing. But Had you, you know, moved we were, out already? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, we moved. We moved up here. We rented for a couple of years, and then we did this thing with the Sawyers because we had just a small deposit from Bruce's mom, and we didn't have anything else, and neither did the Sawyers. But we knew how to work and sweat up equity, and anyway, we did it. Wow, wow! And been here ever since. Yeah, it's kind. It's kind of an amazing. I mean, it's. We we had the small amount of money we had. I mean, now it's laughable. It's so expensive, but there was just nothing that was even livable that we could look at. But when we pulled our resources, we got this amazing piece of property and orchard and redwood trees and two houses and yeah, mm. not 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 a bad deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very nice, very nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got a lot of fruit trees there. I can remember. We got a lot of fruit trees. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You've got a great location. I love it. I love it. Um, we we do. Yeah. Quite familiar with it. <laughs> um, uh, I've been to your house a lot. I've been to the Sawyer's house a lot, but not in, uh, uh, not in the last uh, nine years anyway. Um, yeah, not for yeah, because you were in Sebastopol. Yeah, and it's all like the, the the time it's like puzzle pieces falling back together. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. I was in Santa Rosa with John Tarrant. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it still wasn't very far away. So look. Yeah. So, um, uh, now during your time at Zen Center, did do you have any? memories of it any events or things that happened or anything interesting in there that you recall any highlights uh hmm um yeah, do you remember I, any people or any uh, yeah but mostly i remember david i was really shy i mean i still am I, but people don't believe that so much anymore but i was really shy and quiet and i was just so happy to be down in the field with, you know, Wendy and Peter and all the people who went through there and the plants and the strawberries and, and, and Paul Haller was down there and Steve Stickey was down there and Gil Fronsdale was down there. I mean, when you think who was that, who, who passed through during that period of time, um, 
that that was pretty much the the rest of it was uh, again i am I'm, I'm inherently pretty shy and introverted david i have no trouble believing that yeah i was going to say that's probably not a surprise to you i mean cuz you are always big and extroverted well no i don't i don't i don't really think of you that way but when you say that i have no trouble believing it um uh, there's nothing that goes against that. Uh, shy, introverted people can be actors. They can be teachers. They can be, because then yep. in their role, whatever roles they take on, they're not shy and introverted if it's something nope. they're really it, into, right? Yep, yep. And we spend a lot of time being shy and 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 observing things and thinking about things. And yeah, so, yeah. you know, we each, we each find, I, I just, I was kind of, I mean, I think of myself as kind of a late bloomer of, of just in the sense of having any sense of ground or uh, confidence of, of just being here in this life and this body. Yeah. Took a long time. When, when did you and Lee start? What's the veterans thing called? Uh, veterans path we veterans. started we did it we did it for 10 years and we did it in in response to trying to stop the iraq war and when none of that and it happened anyway so whatever year that that was we both felt like well we have to do something and we knew because we both had kids uh, uh, you know a uh, pretty grown-up kids but ki- kids that were the same age as the people who were being sent over and just knew knew they were going to come back uh, out of uh, harmed and wanted to provide support. Mm. Yeah, you know the demonstrations against the uh, second the, the the second Iraq War. You know, not the mm-hmm. one that was in Kuwait, but mm-hmm. uh, the one that George W. Bush yep. did. The demonstrations against that in America and Europe were uh, enormous. Huge. Uh, they were enormous. Yeah. I I yep. uh, I went to the Clay and I went to the one in San Francisco. Yep. And it was the biggest thing I ever I have ever yep. seen there. And there were yep. definitely hundreds of thousands of people. Yep. The the Market Street was full. From the city yep. center all the way to the Embarcadero, where it started, I and was people there too, David. were just yep. coming in, just kept coming in, filling the whole thing, march, marching toward or walking toward the city center, and that whole city center thing was absolutely full, and it spilled out all over, and the next yep. day the news blacked out on it. That the the TV the TV that. didn't report it the 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 newspaper said the police estimated like maybe twenty thousand people it was unbelievable the uh, I mean I was just shocked it was the biggest thing I'd ever seen in San Francisco and I've gone to lots of uh, events like that uh, and and. Um, the uh, you know one of the TV stations maybe KRON or something it had a report on five people going to the Catholic Church like on Gough Street or something and oh protesting uh, against uh, sexual abuse really that's oh what they God. had that night on TV and well, uh, and it 
clearly which, didn't stop the war. You know, no. it was there was just a march to just do it, do it. Yep. Uh, it yep. was, it's like watching a slow motion tragedy. Yeah, I I, I spent uh, half a year in Asia after that, two thousand three. Wow, and and, and, and Australia, and. Uh, Actually, eight months, a month in America traveling at the beginning and end. And in Thailand, I was staying in this place on this little island with this these two English couples, and they had participated in the one in London. They said it had two million people. Yeah, uh, yep. It it's was, really, yeah, really. The whole world says no, and it happened. Yeah, it was and, such a disaster. And, and I Horrible. spent 10 years with young, I mean, amazingly young. No, I, one of the things that was important for me is because I, like many of us, had grown up in the uh, Vietnam anti-war things and had actually a, a rather disparaging view about veterans and people who went to war. And it, it was kind of my edge of these people are other and I just to to meet such ama amazing, devoted, confused, just like me, noble, just like me, and and physically and mentally, many of them broken is mm. you know it's just I I know the cost. Well, I knew it from my dad, but you know the cost of war is mm. yeah, and then we just sweep it under and go on and do it again. Mm. Mm -hmm. I. I uh, I don't know why. I mean, nobody, no man in my family has ever been in the military on both sides. My mothers and fathers uh, are are been a hunter. I, I say we have the wimp gene, and I can remember talking to veterans of Vietnam in '64 when people weren't even aware there's where I was, wow. and wow. and you know, like because there was some civil rights work going on, I got involved with in SDS and stuff. And then in 65 in Mexico, I'd, I'd meet some. I remember a guy telling me, he said, God, there's nothing better than having another human being in the sights of your, uh, of wow. your gun. And I'd hear that. So I'd hear, I'd hear, uh, I'd hear, you know, bad vet things or things I didn't sympathize yeah. with and, and literally, yeah, yeah, yeah. literally yeah. stuff like, oh, it's just like shooting monkeys and stuff. I didn't hold it against them. I, I, I thought of it as they were, you know, traumatized from being there, you know, just went down a bad path. But I met lots of veterans and we had, we had them in Zen Center, uh, who Tony Patchell. Tony Patchell. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. we and were just there. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, yeah, most of the the military in in I mean, Mel Mel was I think a Marine. I I don't know that he served over or, or you know active duty, but I I think a lot of the vets at Zen Center just went underground just because it was such a hot political time. Yeah, and and trauma. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Stan White. Was in in Europe, in World War Two. Oh, he didn't he didn't wow. like that people were demonstrating against the war. I thought that was sort of 
you don't do that. You join the military. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It all the, it all depends on your conditioning causes, and you know, it's like you get you meet people face to face, and you realize this happened, and this happened, and if it had that hadn't been, the, and then you end up putting on a military uniform and you carry a gun, and and but it could have been me, and anyway, it just it really does help scramble the whole thing. Right, right. The uh, you remember Idilio Senesaros? Yeah. He and, and David Lewick, they used to tell me Korean yeah. War stories. Unbelievable. Wow. Really. Wow. I mean, sometimes, you know, I'll meet people who were in Vietnam, never saw any action. You know, Suzuki Roshi's son, Oto Hero, he was a barber. Or at least he had nothing huh. to report. Huh. Uh, but he's quiet. Huh. Uh, but, um, God, uh, Idilio and David Luke were just had, I mean, really gory stuff to report. <laughs> and and Korea, and that's one we don't talk about. I mean, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. There were no, and I was uh, an assistant in, in the California Conservation Corps to uh, a retired Army colonel who was there two terms. And I found. As long as you didn't criticize the war and you just listened to him, you'd hear nothing but criticism of it. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, as yeah. soon as somebody would criticize the war, I'd start calling him a coward. And, and yeah, well, and he had uh, the, you know you have to defend. I mean, you're defending your buddies. I mean, you saw people. You saw horrible things happen. So yeah. yeah, 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 and then then because. In the war, the the era of wars we were we were in, I mean, I'm I'm positive it happened before, but more women vets, and then we realized we needed to separate them out because they needed their own space because there was so much trauma that happened, sexual and otherwise, around being a woman in the military. So yeah, it's man, it's complicated. Right, right. I remember asking Dugan. That's that was my boss there. I said. God, I just, have you seen, I said to him, I said, have you seen Apocalypse Now? He said, yeah. I said, uh, did you think, what did you think of it? He said, all the movies on Vietnam are good. He said, <laughs> he said, Apocalypse Now, uh, that's the most what it was like. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't said, watch that one. I, I, yeah, I oh, you didn't? Oh, my God. I, I said, I really? I tried to. I, I tried to. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I've listened to stories, so many stories, David. But I'm very visual. That that one, I I never, I I, yeah, I. I, I said to him, "What about the one where they rebuilding the bridge every day, and nobody's in charge, and they're you know they're just crazy shooting into the woods, and and it's just total, uh, you know, chaos." He said, "That's the most what it was like." I, I I think that's a lot a lot what war is. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And again, my my da my dad was he did reconnaissance over enemy lines. That's so you know he he was he was in the thick thick of it, and Ooh. I didn't understand where you know his rages and things came from. But I sure learned about it being with other vets. Wow. Uh, well, what would you do? All right, so you had this thing, 
veterans path. Yeah. Uh, and uh, how did it function? Well, Lee and I were co-founders. Uh, um, I, I should also, I want to say in here, is because we're not doing it anymore, but because we had that background. Oh, and Zen Center was our fiscal sponsor. We were the first organization that Zen Center ever uh, was the fiscal sponsor for. And, uh, 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 I, I'm pretty sure of that. But they, they asked us back recently because wildland firefighters have been down there saving Tassahara in the midst of the fires. And a, a lot of them saying, so what is this place, Tassahara, and can we come back? And, 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 and Leslie and Lauren and everybody decided that they wanted to create this thing so that the firefighters could come down and experience it and also just give back to them. So they asked Lee and I, and we organized that, and we did one online last year because we couldn't go down because of COVID, but we're going down in January to do a week-long retreat with wildland firefighters. So, so d- different population, but I, it, it, feels, it feels really important to me that we take this beautiful but sometimes overly precious Zen practice into the world and make it accessible to people that, uh, mm-hmm. you, you know, just kind of put their bodies on the line in a different kind of way. I'm really glad to be able to do that. So, so w- what Lee and I discovered is she had sensing, I had Zen practice. She, d- she does too. But if, if you take veterans and we're using the same, um, overlay with the wildland firefighters is, is if you take really active people and or traumatized people and try to tell them to sit down, you are not going to get much of a positive response. And so we realized you, you need to do physical stuff and, and with the vets, especially, we started taking them on river rafting trips. And then once you go down some rapids and there's been a lot of adrenaline, then you can sit down and you can meditate and you can have some pretty serious, real conversations about stuff. And mm. so it, so it was, it's, it was, and we're doing the same thing with the firefighters is a real combination of trying, trying to attend to, uh, what people are carrying, what their innate energy level is. There, uh, there's more. There's more Zen students and the firefighters. I mean, that have been practicing for a while than there were with vets. But, but I remember taking vets into the Zendo and the feeling of they just knew it was refuge. You know, they were so grateful to they couldn't even imagine and Tassahara couldn't even imagine there was some place that safe and peaceful and devoted to that way of living to this mm. way of living. Mm. It's really good to hear. Um, yeah. All right. So why did you and Lee decide to start Veterans Path? To respond to the suffering of the world. And in that particular time, that that was front and center of the, of the war. The war, the war was happening. Uh, okay, okay, because you're frustrated about the war. And uh, did she Broken have any background like you with a traumatized no. father? No. All right. No. So what did you do first? I mean, how do you find the veterans? What did you do? That 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 was the, we, uh, it was word of mouth and it was slow. 
And the first one we did at Green Gulch, I remember it was a rainy day. And I remember um, a vet came who's founded the Veterans Farmers Coalition or something now. And we just we just sat there and nobody came. But then we, <laughs> we did a lot. Well, we wait a minute. Nobody out. came. Did you put out any feelers? Did you advertise? Did you? I think did- we must. We must have. But it's like what it's, it's it's like, I mean, the the beauty of what we were doing was trying to bridge worlds. But but um, we didn't know we didn't know anybody. And I mean, they why would they trust us? They used to, you know, they, they just thought they would call us pink and granola and, you know, these long haired ladies and. And it didn't make any sense, but but I said, how did we get them? We we did a lot of outreach and going to veteran centers. There you and, go. There you go. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We 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 just did a lot of foot, footwork, a lot of co- commitment, yeah. and then we started, and then and then some of the institutions in San Francisco that work with, I can't remember their names now, that worked with veterans and returning veterans as we established relationships there and they would refer people in. And anyway, that, that's how it happened. And and then uh, there, there's actually a great video uh, that they made when Lee and I retired and, and it became, well, a few years earlier, it had become a nonprofit. And now it's, it's. I mean, if you Google it, it's it's online and it's got its own life. They've really, you know, it's nothing that I I would have. Um, I mean, it's taken its own path and it's grounded in mindfulness and and the commitment always was that vets should run it because they're they're the ones that know who they are and it it happened, David. It's it's a viable organization. And send me links to that stuff. Yeah, I think it's just veteranspath.org. No, no, you got to send it to me. I won't remember that. Oh, I, I won't okay. remember I asked okay. for it. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> okay, I, I get it. Yeah. Uh, all right, I don't know what I'll remember. Any links and, and, and you want a, included, your group, uh, that? Um, oh, okay, let me know, write this down. Your, because your, any website, whole... blogs, anything like that, send me the link. See, I'll make a page. Okay. For you and this stuff. And, you know. Okay. Um, I'm writing it down because I won't remember it either. Um, and there's also <laughs> on, the, on, on the Zen Center website, there's, there's also a whole link about the firefighters, too. So, again, I feel, I feel committed and happy to be a part of stretching the edges of Zen. I'm, I'm also, uh, because it's up for because there's a meeting tomorrow morning. Um, the SZBA, which is again nothing I was ever so interested in because it seemed pretty zen. But hey, would you uh, tell I me am, what that as what, what those the, initials the, the stand Soto for? Buddha, the Soto Zen Buddhist Association. Uh huh. And and so it's 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 um, it's. It's practitioners and uh, zendos all over the country, if not the world. But I think it's mostly in this country, it seems to be, uh, of an organization of, of how to get together and support each other and practice and ethics and uh, standards. And I mean, way too many standards. But and, and anyway, it's, <laughs> you know, it's, 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 it's but... 
but then I, but then I think, but there's a whole bunch of us who really care about all that stuff, but who really care about interfacing with the world. So I decided to join the, here's another acronym, the DEIA, the Diversity, Equity, Inclusion, and Accessibility Com- Committee, uh, trying to, again, extend, extend, soften the edges of who's in, who's out, how do we make this look not look just like you and me and an aging population and mostly white. And, and anyway, I by default because nobody else wanted to do it, ended up becoming the chairman most recently. And that's, a, I'm, I'm learning and I feel responsible for. That whole diversity uh, inclusion thing is so big now with, uh, uh, a, a lot of Buddhism at San Francisco Zen Center, it seems to be really dominant. A lot of pain and trauma for everybody around it. So there's no, nothing easy about any of this. It's uh, interesting looking at it. I mean, from where I live, that's I, I live around uh, people with dark skin. <laughs> yep, yep. I think we're in the, I think America is, you know our our particular karma and history and slavery and it's it's deep and we're in some ways we've been doing this forever trying to turn it and I think in some ways we've just begun and who knows David but I also feel like I I don't want to pretend it's you know I sort of can't it's but it's why I it's why I left Ohio is is. Yeah. Well, America uh-huh. is the melting pot. I mean, it was, it was yeah. founded like, I, I liked it when, uh, 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 Michael, uh, what's the guy who made Fahrenheit 911? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can, but I can't remember the yeah. name. Uh, Michael Moore. He, he made this movie called Who Do We Invade Next? Uh, uh-huh. yeah. and, uh, he's talking about getting things that are really of great value. And then invade those countries and take it, uh, like France uh, invade them for their healthcare system. <laughs> and uh-huh. but he went one place, Germany. He said we're perfect uh, for for Germany. We can Im- invade them because of of their dealing with their their past genocide. And America is a country that was founded on genocide. So we yep. can learn that genocide. And he said we were founded on genocide and slavery. And, yep, and we and we haven't dealt with it. I mean, well, we've dealt with them. We you can say we haven't finished dealing with them, but we have dealt yeah. with them. Or maybe we could say we've dealt with them constantly, but have failed, have failed to do enough. Yeah, well, it all depends on who you're talking to. What kind of answer you're going to get to that one? We've been dealing with it, you know, ever since it started. Forever, uh, and uh, there've been. Yep. Look, there were people fighting slavery uh, for hundreds of years in America. There was there's always been a struggle yeah. around it, and then uh, enormous amounts of civil rights work. And yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah, yep. Yeah. People trying to bring in diversity and inclusion. It's sometimes it might get a little unbalanced. You know, things get really polarized sometimes, and and that that. That doesn't help. Nope. And Zen Center is 
who who was attracted to Zen Center, who founded Zen Centers. I mean, of course, of course, it was Japanese and and Asian and and but mostly were white upper middle class aging and and I just think I just think how I love this tradition David I mean I you do tour we wouldn't be doing this and how do we keep opening the doors yeah well like with Soto Zen in Japan Dogen came in and he was uh, supported by uh wealthy uh aristocrats and you know built Aheji, which was enormously expensive. That was his second temple, I think. And um, it had a rather small membership until Kazan came along. And Kazan mm-hmm. was, a, for for the times, was an extreme feminist. I mean, he promoted uh, women as, uh, you know, he had women Dharma heirs. Uh, and uh, everybody thinks of Dogen, these days, but Kazan is the, he's the, your diversity guy, he's your inclusion guy, and he's the one that brought Soto's in to the masses, to the farmers, to the poor people. He said it's not just for the rich or anything. So I, I would like to see, uh, uh, or, uh, I, I would think there might be a resurgence of interest in Kazan in America, but still, I mean, can't do things like he did it or like Dogen did it a long time but ago. But I, I, I love it that you love this and know this, David. It's just, it's just, thank you. That, okay, I'll, I'll, uh, you sent me down another path. I, yeah. I really, I, I mean, it's not like I don't know some of this, but I, thank you. That, that was great. We're just going to keep helping each other figure out how and what we're doing and how to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Mm. And I mean that sincerely. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a global problem. Tribalism and yep. um, discrimination. It's, you know, phew. I mean, and stuff Buddhists are doing in Asia, just some Buddhists, but it's terrible. Oh, 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 yeah. Bruce and I have traveled enough, both in Sri Lanka and in Burma, and seen the right wing Buddha. You know, it's it's like, yeah, well, Buddha. You know, it's like I think of the story I remember, and you know better than I do, is somebody saying to Suzuki Roshi, "Is it's a Buddhist country? Is so? How do you do World War Two? And and his response was something like, "Well, think what we'd be like if we didn't have Buddhism." I, I but you know, I just I, <laughs> that's it's, good. It's, I haven't heard that, but I like. Oh, it. you hadn't. Oh, well, I've, <laughs> I, I think it's I, I good. Actually, I mean, who knows if it's true? But but it but it helps because I don't yeah. know about you, but the longer I practice, the more I realize. You know, I'm 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 a little kinder and a little wiser, but mostly I'm just amazed at how entrenched delusion is. And yeah, and, there you go. Yeah, it's it's just so that that story helps me somehow, and it helps me feel yeah. compassion for. Yeah, it's Burma is, but we were we were in Bur- Burma, Myanmar, like the year before this whole thing happened and and met people and know people who were probably i don't even you know 
they're alive. They're, they're either imprisoned or they've fled to the hill tribes. I, I just, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's just, terrible. It's terrible. Yep. Um, of course, they're, they're, the, the monks have, in modern history, you know, in the last, say, 50 years, say, had been involved in uh, the uh, demonstrations for democracy and that. But this new uh, regime is so brutal that uh, it's gone in and uh, enclosed monasteries uh, that uh, were opposed to it and, you know, dispersed the monks. I don't know exactly what they did. Uh, I have a, a friend who, who was seven years, and he lives here in a, a Myanmar monastery where they remain totally neutral. They haven't said, don't have anything to do with, we don't have anything to do with, uh, you know, the politics or what lay people are doing. We're just practicing here. So, you know, they leave them alone. And, and, and now there's, um, now there's, uh, uh, Buddhist monks in Myanmar who are aggressively supporting the military, and they get well rewarded. There was just an article somewhere uh, I was sent yep. on that. Yep. Uh, and, and in Thailand, there have been, you know, it's just mm -hmm. some monks. And you can't say that all the Buddhism are all the monks. There. In Thailand, there have been uh, monks involved with, I don't know to what extent, uh, discrimination and whatever yep. against Muslims. Uh, Myanmar is bad. Sri Lanka is against the Tamil. Uh, yeah, yeah, yep. And yep. it's uh, it's bad. And, it's well, yeah. human beings. It's like no nobody's exempt from this. I'm, I mean, yep, Buddhism doesn't make you a saint. The Tamil are the original people of southern Ind India. It's my understanding. I've spent time in Tamil Nadu, which is right. You know, it's it's the, uh, the Sri Lanka is just in the ocean there, right? And yep. Sri Lanka is, has uh, sunk lots of Tamil fishing boats, and uh, I mean, it's not not just monks there; it's the military. And uh, yep. but uh, anyway, um, I wish uh, good luck to the human race in uh, getting beyond this stage. <laughs> Bruce and I, when we left Zen Center, we uh, uh, were going to go work in the Sarvadaya movement in Sri, La Sri Lanka. That was our getaway plan from Zen Center, and then the Civil War broke out, uh. and 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 weren't able to go there for however long. We we just in the last anyway, when it finally calmed down a little bit, which it's now not calmed down again, we we were able to visit there, but. That's where that's where we were going to go. Yeah, I haven't yeah. been there. I'd, I'd really like to go, but I don't know. Um, I'd like to get hold of some uh, Sri Lankan um, cinnamon because it's supposed to be the best cinnamon, uh, much better than the Indonesian. Uh, and uh, we have a friend coming from Malaysia to stay with us in January who's going to bring me some... <laughs> uh, and uh, maybe I'll be able to get it here at some point soon because, you know, it's we've got a thing like Amazon here where you can get so much. Oh, how, oh, how funny. Tokopedia, yeah. 
Bali was the first place that we traveled with Evan when he was little, and it was so sweet. People were so kind. I mean, he was lit- he was a little guy. I I I en- envy you, David, for the beauty of Bali and the kindness. Yeah, I like the people here. Um, I don't think it's any more beautiful than where you live. Uh, well, I'm different. To me, where you live is more beautiful, but that's because I'm not around it. Uh, but I can get around stuff like that here. I, I have to leave where I live. Uh, and I tend just to walk places. Uh, but um, I think the place where you and Bruce stayed, was it the same as the place where Ken and Elizabeth stayed? Could be. I probably, uh, Bruce remembers names and places. I don't I just... remember the name because Elon and I stayed there with Clay when uh, he was a year old. It was I don't know why we stayed there. It was like thirty minute walk from the center of town. Uh, yeah, but it's so beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, but I did a lot of walking, uh, and it was totally different place then. You wouldn't recognize it. Uh, I actually it would. It scares. I mean, I knew when we were there that it was on the cusp of changing, and anyway, I. But the peop- the quality of the culture and people seems so deep. I have some faith that it goes on. Well, it's much more convenient to live here now. I mean, the, the infrastructure is great. For, you know, we, we live in Sonora on the edge of Dempest. Our great infrastructure, great service, uh, great Wi-Fi. Uh, just get it. You know, we can get organic produce delivered to the home. Everything's cheap. Wow, wow. Uh, it's like when uh, Katrinka's been, you know, with her son and, and her two granddaughters there and with my son and the two granddaughters there at Clay. Um, and, you know, I'm, so I get that sort of daily life to life. And um, it's it's more hard. It's more difficult there. It's extremely expensive, and it's more difficult. The service and everything is so expensive. Uh, you know, so uh, mm, I, I don't see how you all afford living there. It's just amazing. Oh well, we can't. Well, nobody can. I mean, that's the <laughs> issue of the next generation. Uh, I mean, we're we 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 were lucky. We got in, but boy, I I don't I don't know, David, what's going to happen next. Evan and Allie just got in and bought a little house in Oakland, but they'd love to be up here. I don't I don't know. Yeah, it's it's terrible. It's yeah, not 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 good. Yeah, um, mm. and when I was a kid, poor people could own homes. I yep. mean, what we think of as poor people now, and it was just yeah. so different. I mean, the distribution it's, of wealth was just totally different. Uh, it's so different, and the and the Bay Area and San Francisco is yeah, it's it's yeah, I don't even anyway, it's it's a different world. Things have changed. Yeah, it was easy for young people to to get out and see the world and see America or go live in Mexico. I mean, you can still do that, but it's a lot harder now. But you know, people from other countries, um, I've met them traveling, you know, people who work in convenience stores. I've met them taking, uh, you know, a month off, two months off, traveling in Asia, 
there, there's a guy from Sri Lanka who works in a convenience store that comes here a few times a year. He, li- he wow. lives very cheap here. He doesn't have much money, but he figured us out how to ride the buses and walk to where he wants to go. And he has a great time. It's, uh, it's, Americans, you know, they, they think they've got the best of everything. They just yeah, don't realize. No. They're, yeah, they're no. so poorly informed about what, what yep. it's like. I mean, they're better off than people in, in, uh, in, uh, Poor African countries, <laughs> but not necessarily. Like, if you're around really poor people, peasants, like you see how happy a lot of them are. Not if they get I, to be starving, and and there is a lot of misery and poverty that really needs to be attended to. But, um, you know, the, the the more money people have, the more they fear and are anxious and everything. Well, look. Look at where we've ended up as a country, and I trust we'll find our way out. But there's it. There's yep, a lot, a lot of fear, and a lot of somebody's going to take something from me. So yeah, yeah, yep. So yep. what? What so do you that, think? Yeah, go on. Oh, so I was just going to say. So, so that actually, at this point in my life, I feel like um, just to sort of track back is is having um, uh, practiced with everyday Zen from its founding, which is about 20 years ago. Mm. And, and I, I never, uh, uh, my, my, the Zen center, the whole priest track thing was, you know, Richard Baker asked me and I just was so uh, not, not only not interested, but uh, completely adverse to it. I, I just, I, but anyway, it is, I ended up doing that and then I ended up with Dharma transmission, which I say with a lot of, uh, humility of, of like, what is, what are a strange and amazing thing in a, in a lifetime that makes no sense. Cause I feel like mostly I've done everything backward and upside down, but, I, but I feel like the devotion of my life at this point is to just try to help offer refuge for people at Dharma Heart Zen and for the wildland firefighters and for my own heart and mind and the people that I care about. And I, I just, the, the world is you know, with climate crisis and everything else. It's pressured. And I think we're in an amazing place to just be able to just say, I don't know what to do either, but we'll sit down together and we'll try to be kind. And I don't know. I'm, I mostly, David, these days feel like I don't know much of anything, but I'm kind of in a sense of wonder that we got a life at all and that it ended up this way and that you've got a good life and I've got a good life. And all in all, it's pretty amazing. It's well said. I like it when you said, just try to be kind. The, uh, the, uh, I've run into, uh, like old wise people saying, just do as little harm as possible. I like that. I just, amen, Dave. I really, I really think, you know, it just, Suzuki Roshi, Bruce and I were talking today about something. 
oh, that came out of your your new book. Somebody was quoting the quote back. It's just it was just like so simple the stuff that he said, and who knows if it was cultural or where it came. But it's just like it's just it really is that simple, and it's not, of course, but it really is. Oh, you mean Zen is right now? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's an amazing thing you do. Yeah, um, the uh, you know the, those little books of vignettes, Zen is right here, Zen is right now. Um, you know, ostensibly seems so superficial, and uh, uh, but um, I mean I don't know. I really don't have an opinion. I forget, but uh, 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 the. Um, uh, Response from people uh, I respect in the Zen world are, has been uh, oh I I've been pleased. Yeah, I I love those books, David. I mean, they're just they're just exactly what they are, and they're exactly perfect. I mean, really. Mm. Hey, hang on. There's somebody okay. at the door. I'm on the second floor. I'm going to go out to the balcony and yell at him. All right, okay. just a second. So that's exactly what I did. I went out to the balcony and yelled down at someone, and we took care of what we had to talk about, and I came back. Indonesian. Well, you speak something other than English. I'm really impressed. <laughs> yeah, I have to. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, uh, actually, you don't have to. There's a lot more English here than in, in remember most places. Uh, yeah, but a lot of expats. But that was that was. I'm 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 completely tone deaf around language. That was really impressive, David. Yeah, I I, I like to work with people who don't speak English because that's fun. Uh -huh. and, yeah, and uh, mm, yeah, relating to people is just my favorite thing here. <laughs> well, it's, well, it's it it always has been. That's why you were such an anomaly center. <laughs> related to people, David. You were like scary because you you like you related to people and and none of us knew how. That was yep. Well, I don't go. think it was that extreme. <laughs> well, from anyway, yeah. Well, Zen Center is still we could still use some courses in relating to people. Yeah. Necessarily, Zen's best edge. Yeah, yeah, mm. yep, yeah. Well, um, uh, you mentioned um, climate. Uh, what do you think about uh, climate change? <laughs> what do I think about it? I think we're in trouble. <laughs> I, I, I think, I think, I. I think we all need to stay grounded and I think offering refuge. I think I, it's wonderful. A lot of people in, in Dharma Heart Zen are gardeners and people who love nature. And, and so we, we do a lot of that kind of, and I want to do more interfacing with that of just cher cherishing, cherishing this earth and caring for it. And, and doing what we can do to stand up where we need to stand up and 
we're in tr- we're in trouble, and I and we're all going to be dead, David. And but it's already getting bad, and I worry for our kids and the next generations. Yep. Yeah, I think that yep. is a reasonable. I I don't think that is an unfounded worry. <laughs> nope. 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 Yeah. 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 Um. Well, look. Um. This is. Uh, I, I think I have a pretty good picture of the trajectory of your path from <laughs> Ohio to uh, Occidental uh, in the woods there, in that lovely home with the orchard, uh, and the work you've done with veterans. That's really great, uh, and um, with people in general. Uh, and so, uh, do do is there anything uh, that we've missed? Anything else you want to say? Yeah, I realized what I wanted to say to you is is one. This has been delightful. I'm so glad to just get to spend an hour talking to you. And I, because I've reached out to you a few times when Sangha people that I love or have some like Jay and Layla and. And and because Zen Center is very much involved in taking care of what it needs to take care of, and I and I and I think it does it really well, and I also think it's stressed. Is is the human connection, f- and for our generation, because we're getting older and we're starting to drop like flies, and it's only going to get more so. Is <laughs> I really I really appreciate that you're there, David, and that I can cons- and and that I know that I mean I've sent the I'm I'm, I'm not going to uh, anyway I'm just I'm going to focus on you I'm not going to be derogatory is is it really matters and I can't believe I'm the only one that if I say to you if I send you information that that somebody's sick or dying or has died that you respond and you let other people know. And I really want to thank you for that. Uh, yeah, I don't, if somebody is, is, uh, sick, uh, I, I don't put anything on there unless they want it. Uh, yeah, yeah. a lot of people don't, don't want that. If they die, then they, I'm sorry, but their yeah. opinion doesn't matter. <laughs> they lost control. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but I want you, I just want to thank, thank you for being that connect that heart connecting cord for uh, I, I, because I, I don't know that anybody else is doing that, David, and I really appreciate that. So I'm glad I have a chance to say thank you. Mm, mm. Well, thank you. Thank you. And thanks for your, your continuing outreach to your uh, fellow siblings. Um, and uh, say hi to Bruce. Oh, okay. When he said to say hi to you. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, we had a nice talk. Okay. Well, thanks a lot. Okay. I'll just send you some links. I'm I'm pretty low-key about all this. Mostly I just just like being with people and practicing with them, David. And and I, again, really appreciate you. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate you, too. And this is great talking with you. Okay. uh, Onward. Good night, dear. Maybe we'll come visit you in Bali someday. That would be cool. Hey, Ed. Oh, cool. You might see us. Yeah. yeah. You go, David. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> T- take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 
So thanks very much, Chris. Um, really appreciate that. And thanks for your good work with veterans and um, your, um, you know, continuing the teaching of Shinju Suzuki uh, with Dharma Heart Zen, which you can uh, learn about at dharmaheart.com. This has been a Cuke Audio Podcast. I'm DC Poopa of Cuke Audio and Cuke Archives, coming to you from Sleepy Sonora with Doggett Bandita, Feline Cuchita, and Dear Lovely Katrinka. And we're wishing you and yours and all of us a grand awakening. Thank you.